Welcome to the Promo Cares Radio Podcast, where we share the stories about the good being done in the promotional products industry. From philanthropic efforts to cause marketing to giving programs, these are the people who are inspiring others to improve the world through promo. To learn more about Promo Cares, visit promocares.org. Now, on with today's show. Hello, Promo Cares Radio. Welcome back to our show. We have a very special guest that's kind of out of our wheelhouse, which is absolutely fun to hear a story about someone that is not in promo products. So I would like to welcome Jessica Helmaggie to the show. Thank you for being here, Jessica. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yay. Um, So I just met Jessica about five minutes ago, and uh, she was brought to us by our founder and lovely leader, Roger Burnett, and she is a Michigan State Sparty. Yeah, go Spartan. Um, I told her before we got on that I actually went to Michigan State through my junior year, and my dad calls it my almost mater, so um, I feel good about that. But I I know where she is. It's good to hear. So um, let's tell us, first of all, since I can't ask you the question of how you got in the promo industry, I'm going to ask you what you do at the airport. So you're all checked in for your flight, and you're ready to go, and you're through the gate, through the security. What do you do until you get on a plane? Um, I always go buy Tic Tacs, which is like the weirdest thing ever because I never <laughs> no, buy not. them. Like when I'm not at the airport, it's only when I'm at the airport, I'll go buy Tic Tacs. Like not a specific flavor. The first one I see, I just grab them and buy them. That is awesome. Yeah, That's a very why. good one. Yeah, but- oh, that is hilarious. When I used to fly when I was younger, I always had to have gum. And so it was like yeah. I had a specific flavor of gum I had to have. And it's just it's just funny to hear what, what you do. So you buy yeah. your Tic Tacs, anything else that you do in your, your your process to get on the plane? Not really. That's like the only thing I can think of. I people watch a lot, but yeah. just kind of sit at my gate if I'm there early and I just watch everyone walk by. It's actually pretty funny. But Love that. Yeah. I love making up stories as people gates. walk by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should have got here earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we're having you on the show today because um, you are in your 20s and you have already started this force in Michigan um, with the intent of making it nationwide, an organization called Smile for Kids Foundation. And Smile for Kids, it's actually not the le- the name, the, the word for, it's the number four. So smile for kids. Yes. So, um, tell us a bit about this organization and how you started it. Um, smile for kids is a 501 C three nonprofit organization. We're dedicated to enriching the lives of children experiencing hardship. It's really difficult to tell people exactly what type of children we work with. Um, we'll never turn a child in need away, no matter what their circumstances are. For the most part, we work with children in the foster care system and chronically ill children. However, I've had people tell me about a child who might have just lost a sibling or a parent, and we'll work to find a way to help them, too. Uh, Where some organizations may work to raise funds for, let's say, research, our main purpose is to build long-lasting relationships with these children so they never feel like they're going through their hardship alone. We do this by providing consistent tutoring, mentorship, fun activities. We also work hard to raise funds to implement programs that will contribute to the long-term success of these children. For instance, we partnered with another organization about two years ago and opened a foster cottage at Methodist Children's Home Society out in Redford that gives a home to 10 to 15 more kids a year off the streets. Um, This year, we are working towards raising enough money to implement a trade school program at Methodist Children's Home Society. There's a high demand for trade school, and we're hoping that this gives children the alternate path and show them 
that being unemployed or homeless or only having the option to enlist in the military is not their future once they exit the foster care system and that they do have other options. Um, how I got involved is kind of, uh, I guess, crazy a little bit. My first year of college was pretty hard and traumatic for me. My best friend and my grandmother both unexpectedly passed away in the same month. And then a few months after that, my other grandmother was diagnosed with stage four bone cancer. And this little girl, Tessa, that I was really close with, she was nine years old and lost her battle to cancer that year. And I was just in a really difficult place and knew I needed to move forward and find a purpose. And to be completely honest, I was really, really tired of being that upset every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm genuinely like a very happy person. So it was kind of like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I'm feeling right now. And I started to realize how much I learned from the people I had lost and wanted to carry those lessons from them on with me. And I've always loved kids and knew that there were children all over facing things that were so much worse than what I was going through. So I just kind of thought to myself, why not move forward in a way that could help others? And I was fortunate. I lived with my brother and him and I are really, really close. We actually lived together in college for two and a half years, which people are always like, what the heck? You lived with your brother, but we're best friends. And we both started Smile for Kids as a student organization at Michigan State. Within a year, it began expanding, expanding to other universities. And after seeing that impact that it had on so many other lives, I established it as an official nonprofit just this past March with the long-term goal to have at least one chapter in every state. So since doing that back in March, we now have chapters at Michigan State, Grand Valley, University of Michigan, and we're setting up chapters at Western Michigan and Wayne State. Yay. So those are all Michigan-based universities, colleges. And so if you're listening to this and you have any connections, um, get in touch with her because uh, we can all help in growing this. I mean, it's it's such a need. And I love how it, you hear all the time about Gen Z and, and uh, millennials and how they're lazy and blah, 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 blah. And, and my yeah. approach is I don't think that's the case. I think that y- you guys are looking for meaning and purpose. And I love that you had this, this you know, not so great thing happen. But instead of you know, resting your laurels and being like, Oh, poor me. You were like, no, I'm going to make life better for somebody else. My mom always told me that, like, when you see something or you feel bad, go do something nice for somebody else. And that's exactly what you're doing. That is so awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. You say that my mom, actually, I remember one day so vividly, I was like, mom, I don't know how to just feel better. And she told me, she was like, take the strength that you have and share it with others. And I always think about that every time I have a bad day. I'm like, okay, what can I go do for someone else that's going to make both of us feel better? Exactly. That is awesome. Very good stuff. How did you come up with Smile for Kids? Uh, We actually, my best friend that passed away, his parents started a foundation in his name. And they kind of had like this motto that was small for kids because they work with just foster children for their foundation so then I saw the whole small for kids thing and I was like let's just name it that and we'll work together to accomplish bigger things together so it's like I don't know I always say like we're changing lives of children one smile at a time like we'll do Mm -hmm. anything to see the children smile and just make them happier so that is awesome very good stuff So, um, with all of that, I see when I look on the site, um, which by the way, let me give everybody that if you want to check her out, it's smile, the number four kids foundation.org. Um, I see that you do different events. So can you tell us a little bit about golf tournaments and dinners and all that kind of stuff? 
Yeah, so we had a golf outing this past summer. Um, that was just kind of a fun way to get people involved and tell them about Smile for Kids while also raising money for children. We had three of our children actually come to the dinner part and they're um, they spoke, their family spoke. So it gave it more of a personal touch to it where people saw like exactly where their support was going to. And, uh, we had Aiden, Jameson and Emma all join us. Emma is 14 years old battling leukemia. Jameson's also battling a rare form of leukemia and Aiden is battling neuroblastoma. So they all got out of the hospital for a fun night and we raised enough money to assist their families in either medical bills or mortgage payments that they might be behind on um, everyday necessities like food, gas. So we were able to support them with that. And that was the biggest event I would say we've done so far. We had 144 people there for dinner, 100, about 100 golfers. So that was just a fun way to support the kids. Um, but we also do a lot of consistent mentoring, tutoring, fun activities. We try to do at least one thing, whether it be weekly or monthly, with each organization that we're partnered with so that we're not some sort of organization that goes and works with a group of children and then never sees them again. Uh, right. We have a pen pail program that we just started with the foster home in Redford. So each of our members have a kid that they write to every week and just tell them about their week. And the kid writes back and tells them about their week. So it's like the things we do are to kind of give the kids the thought that there are people out there that care about them. Um, like for instance, the foster kids, they don't have parents. So they might feel like, oh, I don't have parents. Nobody really cares about me. And they do have a community out there that does care about them. And we want to be consistent in showing them that. Right. Yes. So the tutoring, um, I had tutoring in high school growing up. I have tutoring at college and a lot of these kids don't have tutoring. So we'll send our college students there to tutor them in basic subjects. And we do see a really good uh, result from that. Just taking the time to be one-on-one -on -one with the kid where, uh, let's say foster homes, there's 60 kids and there's 15 employees for the kids. They're never really getting one-on-one -on -one time with them. So we try and help out these kids by just really being there and being a good support system for them. That is awesome. So it's cool that you're not just, you know, you, you said you kind of have a loose framework and it's purposeful and it's instead of just throwing money at something, your intent is that you're actually going to dig in and be there and time is going to be part of what you give, especially college students who have no money. <laughs> it's great yeah, that you can it, find yeah. purpose within I mean, that because it's like, uh, you have a brain and you're there to, to work it and do your education. Exactly. Like you should share it with others. That yeah. is so awesome. Yeah. I think time is a lot more valuable than money is another thing I've learned from all of it. Um, just spending even like an hour instead of watching Netflix, spending it with a child, it has a lot more of an impact on their life than I think some people realize until they're actually doing it. So absolutely. And never will truly know that the ripple effect that is caused by jumping in like that, that is, it's an amazing experience and yeah. definitely grows you and makes you more well-rounded for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So um, how many members are, you know, you've got the different uh, locations and chapters, how many members overall? Uh, so we have over at Michigan States are, uh, longest lasting I don't even lasting I don't even know there we've Michigan State is the other chapters that just started we have 
over 320 members at the Michigan State chapter. And then Grand Valley has a bit over, I think, 100. And I would estimate between the other ones, University of Michigan just started. We probably have over 500 members in the state of Michigan, but that's not including our volunteers that we have through the actual foundation. So right. there's, there's a lot of people awesome. out there that have good hearts and are helping, which is awesome to see. Yeah, that is very cool. So do you have any favorite moments that have happened throughout this? Like, no. did you actually go out and mentor? Can you tell us a couple stories yeah. about stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, really all my interactions with the kids are my favorite. Um, but a few moments specifically, one of the kids I met through Smile for Kids, Emma, uh, she's a thir- or a 14-year-old. Her birthday was actually just yesterday. Battling Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, I remember reading about her from a Facebook post back in the spring, and now she's literally my best friend. We FaceTime mm-hmm. every day, and when we aren't talking on FaceTime, we're usually Snapchatting or texting. Um, and one day in the summer, I was having what I thought was a really horrible day at work, like one of those days where you just every single thing goes wrong and you're kind of like, all right, what the heck? Like, let me just pack myself up and go home. I'll try again tomorrow. Uh, that's exactly what I did. And I drove right to Emma and we spent about nine hours just messing around. We were building paper towel castles in the middle of target and seeing who could fit (laughs) the most toppings on their ice cream. And earlier that day, Emma had been at the hospital for a round of chemo. And as I was driving home from her house, I could not believe that I thought my day was bad when there's this little girl running and laughing through Target right after being in the hospital for chemo. Mm -hmm. And from that point forward, she just showed me that there's really no such thing as a bad day if you keep a positive attitude. And I know everything I've learned from her and the other kids I've met will stick with me my whole life. Um, Absolutely. And there's always been... I've done tutoring and mentoring at the foster home with the kids. And there was this one little boy. And when I first started tutoring him at our very first session, he was really reserved, didn't really want to like open up to me about anything, which was totally understandable. And I was just trying to like kind of have conversation with him, ask him what he saw himself doing in the future. And he had told me that he would probably just enlist in the military because he didn't feel that he had many other options. And I ended up spending every week the rest of that academic year tutoring him. And at our last session of the year, he ran up to me with this abundance of joy, like totally opposite from when I first had tutored him, excuse me. And he said to me, you know what, Jesse, I think I want to be a businessman. So it's just like, (laughs) it's truly amazing to see how much children can succeed when they have the tools and the guidance and the support too which that that's, so those are like true. my favorite moments. And I see it happen all the time. That is so true. It's funny. I went to a conference a couple weeks ago and there was um, a, a lady up front talking about children and how she's in the foster care system and how the most important thing is that the kid feels safe, that the child is okay and that can feel safe. And then second, it can go out to some type of connection and reach out and do I feel loved? And then once they can get through those two things and know they're safe and know they're loved, then that's when the potential's unlocked. So something like Smile for Kids makes this beautiful space for these kids that I am safe, I am loved, oh my gosh, and then think about what's going to happen with these kids because they have that foundation and that protection. It's so beautiful, so cool. Exactly, and that's the whole purpose of it. So, 
I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So you are a senior at Michigan State. What are you graduating with? What degree? I am graduating with a degree in human development and family studies, um, which is like so weird because I'm pursuing a career in dental medicine and just finished applying to dental schools. Um, (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. My major is actually in the College of Social Science, which most like pre-dental, pre-medical students pick a major in the College of Natural Science. But I was fortunate because a lot of my classes had to do with like the development of children and how the things that they experience um, can impact them and like how they impact them. So I learned from my studies, like exactly what to do, how to speak, speak to a child when they're going through something traumatic, um, what resources they have, how you can help them. So it was like my studies and then my nonprofit, they really aligned with each other, which I thought was extremely helpful in working with children. Yeah. And then, I mean, when you, you know, so say you go and go to dental school and you end up getting your own practice or something files smiles for kids just fits so perfectly. It's like this yeah. divine intervention. It's so cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Anything else for the good of the order with our little interview here? Do you want to tell everybody your Instagram and Facebook yeah. information so we can follow you? Yeah, of course. So our Instagram is smile for kids foundation with the number four, not the word for, And then our Facebook is also www.facebook.com slash smile for kids foundation with the number four and not the word four. Got it. And if anything, you can just Google smile for kids and find them too. Um, All this being said, you are hearing from Jessica, who is, I would say more cusper Gen Z and millennial. (laughs) And there's such a bad rap to this generation, but look at what this, I mean, look at what she has done. And on top of that, you know, I'm just going to, make it a 501c3, you know, she's just getting it done. And that is just so refreshing to see. And we are thankful you are in this world and we will share this with everyone. And I just appreciate your time today. Thank you. I appreciate being able to speak with you. All right. Well, good luck to you. We will, we will be watching. Thank you. I appreciate it.